the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. It's a pleasure to have you come and join us here now. But it's even more of a pleasure to have my new friend, Tim. So, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian. And so, uh, Tim, whereabouts are you on planet Earth? Uh, I am in north central Illinois. Oh, well, great. Well, well, wonderful. Well, I'm uh, in Phoenix. It's the first time I've worn a sweater this uh, this year. So uh, uh, it's uh, a, li- a little chilly here, no doubt, up there. But we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about you and uh, even more importantly, the organization that you're serving at. And so um, you're listening to Jesus's hands and feet, the kingdom and its stories. And it's about how uh, people Christians, followers, disciples of Christ actually live out their faith? How do they put their faith into practice? So, um, Tim, tell us a little bit, first of all, about the Royal Rangers, the organization that you're involved with. Yeah, sure. Uh, So the Royal Rangers ministry is a mentoring ministry for boys. Um, It's based on biblical principles. Um, We we have uh, groups that meet um, usually on a weekly basis, uh, based out of churches or, or any place that uh, boys want to gather uh, with their leaders. And um, they call these outposts, uh, similar to what a Boy Scout troop would be. Um, but the difference is, um, you know, Royal Rangers is focused on uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with boys and mentoring them and creating disciples for Jesus Christ. Great. <clears throat> so you're telling me the royal is not for uh, Charles the Third, or uh, it's actually, <laughs> or even <laughs> even George the Third. Who's the royal for? Who's the royal about? Yeah, um, good question. So the royal is in reference to uh, the kingdom-minded nature of uh, of royal rangers. Uh, we are Christ the King. We belong to Jesus Christ. And so we are his sons. And so we are uh, royal as his heirs through his merciful uh, death and resurrection uh, and adoption. Well, this is great. You know, so, so there are um, there's boys that you guys mentor, that you, you journey with uh, through a passage of their life. And because, uh, I mean, that, that's so important, isn't it? Because, you know, you're at that age where you're being formed um and so you know you're you're not you're not quite sure which way's up which way's down 
uh, how the world works, who you are, you know, and, and so the world is telling you one thing, you know, you're this, you're that, you're whatever. And so, <clears throat> so you guys just journey with them and tell them what Jesus is telling them they are. Yeah. So all the way through. So we start uh, at about age five and we work with the boys all the way up through high school till they're 18. And so we have um, different age groups that we'll have and a different uh, leader will work with each age group or leaders, uh, depending on the size of the class. Usually we have two leaders per group. Um, But yeah, so within each outpost, there's generally four groups of boys. Um, They go from about age five to eight and then from age eight to uh, I believe it's 11 or 10. And then um, they, they had the junior high age and then the high school age boys. And so we have four groups, uh, Ranger Kids, Discovery Rangers, Adventure Rangers, and Expedition Rangers. And um, so, and each age group has a curriculum that's based on what a boy in that age level would be interested in and um, their abilities. So there's, you know, there's something for every boy. <clears throat> and so how, how, how did you get involved in the uh, Royal Rangers? Yeah, so... I started when I was about 11 years old. Um, my grandfather was a leader in the Royal Rangers ministry at our church, and he had told me about it. And um, so I decided to give it a try. I went and uh, I remember one of the we, we work on skill merits in Royal Rangers. And I remember one of my first skill merits was the puppetry merit. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we put on a, a little puppet performance. We had scripts, um, we had puppets, and we we had to develop uh, some props for this skit. And uh, our skit was on the Genesis creation story and the fall of man. And so we had a snake puppet, an Adam and Eve puppet, um, and then we had a voice in the background portraying God. And so we had this whole little narrative of of the uh, the Garden of Eden and everything that happened in that. So that was my first merit. Um, but there are lots of different merits that we work on. Uh, we have outdoor skill merits. Those are some of my favorites to, to teach now as an adult um, in the ministry. Um, we have you know, rope craft, camp craft, uh, even primitive survival merits. Um, something for, for everybody that, that, uh, that they can work on for the skill merits. And then also Bible merits. Um, we teach the Bible. We teach biblical principles. And so we'll study the Bible and then after uh, the boys get through a section of study of the Bible, then they'll receive a, a, a merit uh, signifying that they've completed that section of the Bible or that portion of study. <clears throat> and so do you, do you have, um, it, has, let me ask that question again. How did it affect you when you were uh, a boy, a kid? H- how was this beneficial to you? Hmm. Excellent question. So as a boy, I was shy um, somewhat timid and being in this program, uh, introduced me to leadership and working with teams of boys in the leadership capacity and working with others in leadership capacity. And so from that, I I stepped into leadership roles and it wasn't always comfortable, but I was able to, I was given the opportunity and I did, um, and sometimes encouraged to do that. And that helped push me into that. Um, and now, uh, as an adult, I've become a leader in the program, but I've also begun outside of the program um, 
right out of high school, I, I earned my organizational leadership degree. Leadership became something that was interesting to me, and I pursued that. And I am continuing to pursue that as education. I'm now with a PhD in educational leadership. And um, I work in the education system in Illinois, and I teach fifth grade now. So I think that it, it awakened an interest uh, and a passion for leadership, um, education, um, and working with youth. So uh, putting words into your mouth, you, you were helped, you were uh, guided, and um, it matured you as a person. And then now you're deciding to give back to others. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it helped me to realize the call that God had on my life, I believe, um, and, and, and awaken the seeds that were planted in me and uh, nurtured those seeds that God had placed inside of me and that were planted inside of me and allowed them uh, a fertile environment to grow, if you will. And so, and I've seen that with so many other boys in the ministry. Um, There's just been so many instances where um, boys have, where I've seen them start, you know, in 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 a place of not being a good place. And then through the ministry, um, and, and God working in their lives through that mentorship, through that discipleship, that they've come uh, into more of the fullness of what God has for them. Because it's so important, isn't it? You know, we uh, having someone you can go to to ask questions about life, to ask questions about faith, or just to ask to ask questions. You know, how, how, how does this work? How, do, how does that not work? What do you think, you know, about this? Having someone as just a soundboard as well when you're young uh, really can propel, you know, and it's when when sort of kids are just left to just figure it all out themselves. You know, it, it takes up so much time and <clears throat> so many, well, speaking for myself, so many false avenues, you know, ah, oh, this looks great. <laughs> oh, dead end, you know, <laughs> what about this one? <laughs> so uh, just having that person that you can talk to. And uh, but how how is it? changed you now as a as an adult so you're a kid uh someone uh, breathed wisdom into your life and that really helped helped you to blossom but how is it how is it changing you tim now i would say that um on a on a very real level it helps me to see god at work um you know as i'm as i'm mentoring these boys now as a leader in the program um, I, I get, I get to see the divine hand of God just working in these boys' lives and in the lives of leaders. Um, one of the things that we do, uh, in the Royal Rangers program, um, one of the, the avenues, if you will, is there's a, a historical reenactment group within the Royal Rangers program. And, uh, when we go camping, we have these council fires and it's basically just a worship service. And we have someone that shares a devotion, um, and we spend some time with God and I've seen God work in these places so mightily um, where guys will get together with other guys, adults and boys. And because of the environment, you know, it's, it's out, it's, you know, there's, there's nobody else around except for this brotherhood of men who have created a bond of trust with each other. Um, and, and even the new guys that, that are coming in, you know, it's, it's a very welcoming, it's a very uh, embracing environment where, um, I've seen God minister and, and guys, you know, 
ask for help when they're struggling with something and get prayer. Um, I've seen, you know, um, guys experience freedom from the things that they're going through. Um, there's, there's a young man that I have, uh, he's just a few years younger than me. So he's an adult, a young adult. Um, but he grew up in the program and he's a leader in the program. Um, but in the course of things, you know, we all face struggles and he was facing a struggle, but because of this bond that we have, you know, these, this brotherhood in the Royal Rangers ministry, um, he was able to come to me and we've been able to, um, I've been able to mentor him and we've, we've, uh, you know, he's, he's found accountability in me. Um, and so it's been a really powerful thing. And I've seen that many times over, uh, through this program, you know, with boys and men alike. So it's really it's really been a, a powerful thing for me to see God at work and to be used by God and, and to allow God to, to speak through me via the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit to speak through me and to be used as a vessel. Um, not to say that I'm anything special, but just that I'm humbly used by God. Um, and then that place of surrender um, to, to just, you know, be an obedient vessel for him. It's been a very humbling experience and a very um, just incredible experience to, to see God move like that. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb. Today we're blessed to have Tim. Tim is involved in the Royal Rangers, where they mentor young men, boys, about life, how to navigate through life, and also how to learn uh, other skills as well, skills that can prepare them not so much vocationally, but in regards to the development of their character and the person that they are. And Tim has just been sharing how uh, he himself, when he was a young boy, he was very shy and uh, sort of in his shell and how this helped him to to blossom, to, uh, to, to, to learn more about leadership. And then as all love does, when it's received, uh, it then goes on to share that love with other people. And so Tim is doing that now with, with boys and Tim, it's just it's just beautiful to hear you say the words of how people are coming together, you know. And uh, I've looked on the website, you know, your people. I mean, um, I guess this is an assumption, but your people from all different backgrounds, you know, just by looking at the photos, you know. So you're not all the same, and I'm not talking about color. I'm not, uh, although that is part, you know, the the race of the person, but also just like the background, you know, you sort of. Looks like you got urban dwellers, you got farmers, you know, you got people from all over, all over the spectrum. In fact, all over the world, and yet how this binds you together, so that despite your political party or despite your hairstyle or the type of music you listen to, you know, or your 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 football team, you're actually coming together to help one another. And uh, I mean that 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 you know that that's sort of something I'm a little hung up on. It, it, it's beautiful, you know, because my next question was going to be, which you've already answered, was you know why 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 are you doing this? I mean, Tim, you got a full time job. You're a teacher, one of the hardest jobs in the world, you know, um, and uh, your your wife, uh, bless her, is in her third trimester. So you know you're all you're already panicking, you know, painting the spare room pink or blue or whatever, you know, and. Uh, so, so my, my question was going to be, why, why, why on earth are you spending all this extra time, uh, you know, which you haven't got? And so, but you've already answered it. And so my question now is to the, those listening, um, what is it that you can be doing? Or, or, or let's start with me. What is it that I can be doing 
in order with what God has given me, what's in my hand, that I can go and share with other people. So that's just something I'm going to leave in your minds, listener out there. What is God calling you to do? I haven't got time. Well, neither is Tim. <laughs> you know, I haven't got money. Well, don't spend anything. You know, just, but anyway, think, pray about what is God calling you to do to benefit your community. Thus endeth the sermon. So, Tim, back to you. The Royal, the Royal Rangers. I mean, do you guys have a website? Yes, we do. Um, <clears throat> so our national website is royalrangers.com. That's R-O-Y-A-L-R-A-N-G-E-R-S.com. Um, and you can find information on there about the Royal Rangers program, how to start a Royal Rangers uh, program and outpost in your area, if that's something that is interesting to you, if you'd like to begin that, if you know some young men that would benefit from that type of mentorship and leadership, um, the uh, you can find that information there. The specific website uh, for starting an outpost is startroyalrangers.com. That's S-T-A-R-T, royalrangers.com. Um, and then the Illinois website, if uh, the we in, in Illinois, we have our own website um, and there's a foundation on there. And so um, if, you know, if financial contribution is something that God puts on your heart, um, we have our um, Illinois website is ILRR.org. And um, you can check that out and that'll have some information about what we're doing here in Illinois. If you want to check that out. Um, and then there's also a link to uh, donate on there as well. <clears throat> okay. Well, wonderful. Now, can you give us some uh, examples? You know, we, we've spoken uh, broadly sort of at the 50,000 foot level of uh, how boys have been uh, helped and guided. Can you, obviously we're not going to use names, um, but can you uh, give us some examples of how you, uh, either as when you were a kid uh, or, so, or now as an adult uh, guiding others of how, boys uh have been mentored how they have been helped oh yes absolutely um as i said there's lots of examples many examples uh one's one that stands out to me um and that touched my heart very deeply um there's a young man um so to give a little preface to the story we do a leadership camp every summer and it's about a week long and in this leadership camp we have uh, groups of boys and they, they have five different camps that they can go to, through. Um, and once they go through this, these five camps, they graduate from what we call the Leadership Development Academy. So this one boy was going through uh, one of the last camps that, uh, that were provided in this, in this Leadership Academy through Royal Rangers. And um, I was his leader in this camp. And... Um, through through the process, they go through classes um, in leadership and, and skill development, and they have a notebook with them all week. And they take notes. And at the end of the week, um, we collect the notebooks to see what kind of notes they've been taking and what they've been learning to see how we can you know, make the classes more effective. And then we leave a personal note for the boys to encourage them. We give the notebooks back. Um, well, this one in particular boy, uh, as I was reading through his notebook, I found some, some notes uh, that were somewhat alarming and a little disturbing. Uh, he had some notes just about self-harm and um, even a little bit suicidal. And so it was a troubling thing to find. Um, 
So I was able to take that and take it to the camp counselor. Um, and uh, we were able to talk with this young man and, uh, you know, talk with him and minister to him and get him uh, some help that he needed and, and talk with his parents. And um, I am so glad to say that that young man now has come back uh, and served as a leader in the ministry. Fast forward two or three years now, and God has changed his life and worked in his life in such a way that he's now ministering to other young men and boys, um, you know, to, to create that, that discipleship effect where he was, he was in the place of being discipled and God worked strongly in his life and brought him through something that he was going through. And now he's able to take that experience and use it as a testimony to minister to other boys. And um, so that's one of my favorite stories. Um, and like I said, there's many like it, but um, yeah, that one just sticks in my heart and, and it's a, a blessing to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, you know, a real, a real call for help that was responded to and uh, the kid helped to, uh, to navigate his way out of, but then even then, then to top it off, not only that, but then to share the experience in a positive way with those who, who came after him, you know, I, I've been there, I've been in those depths, you know, and uh, I know how to, uh, how to navigate out. So, well, praise God. Sorry, I got distracted. My little girl is tapping at the window. Yes, we're on the radio, my sweet. There we go. You can tell this is live. So, <laughs> so uh, there you go, everyone. Always work from the office. That's my advice. But seriously, back back, back to you, Tim, because I, I know I, I don't want to uh, trivialise such a matter. You know, that that that's a real life or death situation, uh, which has been... Um, uh, you know, uh, someone has has gone from darkness and and, and into light, and so give, give us some more more examples, if you would. You know, because these are just so encouraging, particularly to those who are listening who uh, might be in that situation. You know, it's kind of just like the world's falling apart. You know, I don't like myself. Um, you know, or I may have been treated badly, uh, and so so give us some more some more examples. Yeah. Um, and, and so the next example that comes to mind, and this is something that I feel like everyone, every Christian may have faced. Um, but I was, we were at one of our council fires. We were, you know, we were spending some time in prayer and worship to God. And, uh, we transitioned into a time of prayer where, um, some, some men started ministering to each other and praying for each other. And I felt God speak to me and tell me to go pray for a young man that was a, you know, a few uh, a few feet across the, the, the council fire from me. And in the moment, I just struggled with it. I thought, no, I, I really don't want to do that. I, it feels uncomfortable for me right now. Um, and the Lord kept impressing that on my heart. And so I yielded and I went and prayed for this young man. And God laid some things on my heart to pray for him, um, for wisdom and guidance, and that he would be making a really important decision soon and that God's hand was on him for that. And uh, that, that it would be okay. And so I finished speaking to him and praying with him. And uh, he, he uh, and, and this was uh, uh, an adult young man, by the way, it wasn't a child. Um, but when I got done speaking to him, uh, he said, thank you. He said, I've been facing a really big decision, um, you know, regarding my fiance and, and asking if I, you know, deciding if I wanted to propose to my girlfriend to become my fiance is what I'm trying to say. And, 
So it was a really cool thing because in that moment, I was, you know, wrestling with that, with, with the Holy Spirit about going and praying with this young man. And I yielded to the Holy Spirit. But there was just that moment of that, that atmosphere um, where that was allowed. And, you know, there's been so many opportunities like that within the Royal Rangers ministry that um, to, to go and, and pray over people. And, um, you know, when we allow God to use us like that, Julian, it's just an incredible thing. And we don't always get that feedback of, yes, that was right from God. That was right on. I needed that. You know, sometimes we don't have that. But God blessed me in that moment, allowed me to see that and the importance of yielding to his spirit when God gives us that prompting. I mean, your, your, your eyes light up, Tim. You know, you're talking and, you know, even, even in the midst of the struggle, you know, where it's like, I'm not quite sure I know what to do. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I haven't got a PhD in 20 years in psychology. I don't know what to do. And yet, you know, you, you, you're stepping out in faith and just, just coming alongside that person with, you know, I might not have all the answers, but I'm here for you. And that, that's priceless. And so, um, Tim, one more time, just the website, the international website. What is it? www.royalrangers.com. Yep. So uh, do do be uh, have a look at the website, see how you can help uh, and pray for the uh, the people that are there, wherever you are, whoever you are. Do remember that you are Jesus's hands and feet. So go out and use what you have in order to love your neighbor. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.